Father, I thank you that where two or more are gathered together in your name, that your presence is in their midst. Lord, we love you, and we can't live without you. Not real life, not real existence of enjoyment of who you are without your Spirit helping us. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you, help us right now to lock into your heart. Would you release the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Jesus? Would you release that fresh now in this time? That we would be transformed. We wouldn't just hear, but change would take place. Combustion would take place. Fresh fire would take place in our hearts. We welcome you now, Holy Spirit, your manifested presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, some of you may be wondering, I'm wearing a Texas jersey um, that is, you say, why is that? Well, first of all, I can fit into it now, which is a good thing. Uh, Second of all, I love our governor, the great governor, Greg Abbott of the state of Texas. I love our lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, here in Texas. I love our mayor, our gov- the governor, the mayor of Sandy Cox of Lakeway. I'm thankful. I mean, let's, ha- let's honk for our authorities who allow this to happen. Nobody's going to get a ticket today. Nobody's going to get a ticket today for being here. It's, it's all good. I'm thankful for Philippe, the president of the Baylor Scott & White Hospital. I'm thankful for our police. I just wanted to wear Texas because I'm glad to be here in Texas to be with you all. So amen, amen. I'm also, hey, I'm thankful for my H-E-B and my Randalls and Katie and Zach and Lance and the rest who are really frontline workers. I'm thankful for the unity of the churches in this city, for Larry Coulter at, at Lakeway Church, and for Marco and Charlie right next door to us, Hope Rock Church. I'm thankful for Pete Muller at Axe Church, for Chris Tapkin at, at uh, ACF at Austin Christian Fellowship. Let's just say thank you, Lord, for the churches in this area. Lord, we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as everyone knows, this pandemic is affecting the whole world. It is a fiery trial that has brought unprecedented pressure to both believers and unbelievers alike. And if there's one thing I know about pressure, pressure reveals what's on the inside of a person. Something's good, something's not so good. It's like fresh squeezed orange juice. You put pressure on oranges, and what's on the inside comes out. It could be sweet, or tart, or bitter, or rotten. It's the same with what's happening right now. God is revealing to each of us what's on the inside through these pressures. And his heart is to see us become more conformed to him in the middle of this. Jesus said... In Luke chapter 21, he said that unusual pressure would come upon the whole earth in the days and the decades before his return. Unusual pressure, called them snares. Now, I don't know when the Lord is returning. 
But I believe, based on the signs of the times, that we are at least in the beginning of the beginning of that generation in which the Lord will return. It's my opinion, it's my opinion that some of you hearing my voice today will be alive on earth when Jesus comes in the clouds. And so these chapters of Luke, this chapter, Luke 21, that Jesus talks about is about that end time generation. So we would do well to take heed to these verses. He said there are snares coming to the whole earth and no one can escape having to deal with the snares. But if we will watch and we will pray and we will respond in the right way during the pressures, then we can come through these pressures victorious in Jesus Christ. We can come through these pressures, yes. We can come through these pressures shining like the stars, more in love with Jesus, more conformed to the image of Christ. We can come through here and not just survive, but thrive in the name of Jesus. Romans 8.28 says God is able, we know God is able to make all things, to turn all things together for good to those who will respond in the right way. To those who will respond saying, I love you, God, in the midst of this pressure. I want to follow your calling in the midst of this pressure. He says those things, all things, all things are working together for good. That's a promise for you today if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. How many of you believe that promise today? God is working all things together for good right now. Believe it. Look your horn right now. Amen. Some of you may be, well, I kind of believe it. Well, you can tap your horn lightly. Some of you may say, I really believe it. Lean on your horn. Either way, let's let the whole world around us know we believe it. We believe it. Amen. It's in the midst of this. I want to share four sources, four sources of pressure that are happening during this pandemic so that we can respond to God and to people in the right way in this hour. <clears throat> we need to see all four sources of the pressure so that we won't be lopsided in our response, so that we won't overemphasize some things to the exclusion of other things. Four sources, God, uh, uh, four sources of shaking and pressure so that we can respond rightly. Here are the four sources. You've got notes there. You can look it up later. Four sources of pressure that are coming to bear in the whole earth in this hour. One is from God, one's from Satan, one is from man, and one is from creation. God, Satan, man, and creation. God is shaking. Satan is attacking. Man is sinning. And creation is groaning. And I want to share all four of these, just share a little bit about each one, and then call us to make the choice to respond in the right way. First of all, God is shaking. God is working in the midst of this crisis. He's shaking things, and he's doing it. He says in Haggai 2, 
in order to bring in a great end-time harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. He's working through shaking to cause people to reach out for God. Haggai 2, 6 and 7, the prophet says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, I, the Lord says, I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. That's a problem there. It's a capital D in your Bible. Desire of all nations is the name of the Messiah. And so the shaking that's happening is to cause people to come to the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is shaking in the context of bringing a great revival. God is going to reveal that which is unshakable, and he's going to remove that which is shakable so that people will grope for God in this hour. I believe a third great awakening is right around the corner. I believe it because God is doing the shaking so that men will turn and from every tribe and tongue the great end-time harvest of God before the Lord returns. So first of all, for sure, the first source is God is shaking, but he's shaking out of his loving kindness. He's shaking because he cares so much about people. You see, this shaking, God's love, please hear this, God's love is behind his shaking because he wants the maximum number of people to go to heaven through Jesus Christ. Second, we all know this one, Satan is definitely attacking. He is attacking humanity. He's attacking God's agenda in the earth. John 10, 10, Jesus describes who Satan is. He says he's a thief. He says the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan is bringing pressure to bear to steal, kill, and destroy. Acts 10, 38, it says Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So the devil brings oppression. He brings evil spirits to come to us and bring pressure to us. A spirit of fear, spirit of confusion, spirit of heaviness, spirit of infirmity. All of those four pressures the Bible describes as evil spirits we can probably all relate to times when we have been oppressed like that. Just even think of the word oppressed. It actually comes from a Latin root meaning to be pressed against. So Satan's definitely attacking. God is shaking. Satan is attacking. And third, man is sinning. How many of you know sin opens the door to pressures in our life? Proverbs 13 says the way of the transgressors is hard. It's hard on your emotions. It's hard on you physically sometimes. It's hard on your spirit. Man is sinning. I tell you, when China covered up data on this virus in the early days, that sin of lying and deception definitely was a source of great pressure in the earth today. Sin on a global scale brings pressure and on an individual level, when you and I give in to sinful, to, to, to responsible 
sinful responses to temptation, that's a source of great pressure. Fourth, creation is groaning. Fourth source of pressure. Paul talks about that in Romans 8. He uses that phrase, creation is groaning. Because of Adam's sin and the sin of the human race, creation is groaning. Therefore, there are disruptive patterns in nature and in weather. Earthquakes, part of creation groaning. Diseases that would come from bats or rats or birds. Those are a part of creation groaning. Paul says, Romans 8.22, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. So those are the four sources. And I pray we, we understand those, get those. I say memorize those. So when you are feeling pressure, the Lord will give you discernment as to which source of pressure is going on. God is looking for four responses from His redeemed people to these four pressures. Four responses that are each, we're in your car or standing here, every one of us has the choice to respond in the right way to these pressure, pressures or respond in the wrong way. Real briefly, four responses. I'll start with James 4.7. It talks about two responses says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he, the devil, will flee from us. How many of you want the devil to flee from you? Right? Well, we choose by choosing to submit to God first and then resisting the devil. The promise is the devil will flee from us. That's a promise from God. So first of all, submit when, when God is shaking, we submit to God's leadership. We submit to his leadership and we endure. We submit to his discipline. I don't know how disruptive your life has been. Some of you a lot more than others during this time. Not all shaking is God's discipline, but at least some of the disciplines that we're undergoing right now are uh, some of the disruption is disciplines of the Lord. So we submit to his leadership we delight in his leadership, and we say, Lord, give endurance to, to stay submitted to your discipline. We count it all joy. Count it all joy when we encounter various trials. Knowing this, that God is working inside of each of us in eternal weight of glory. So we, first, we submit to God's leadership where God is shaking. Second, where Satan is attacking, we resist him. We rise up against the enemy and his attacks. We resist the devil when, Satan, when he attacks. We take authority and we rebuke the works of Satan. And we move in power in the Holy Spirit in this hour. And get, get ready. Everybody get your keys in your hands right now, okay? car keys in your hands. Jesus said in Matthew 16, there we go, I want to hear it. Matthew 16, 18, behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom of God. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Look at your keys right now. Say in a spiritual sense, God, you have given me authority 
to rise up and rebuke the enemy in this hour. It's time to rise up and rebuke the enemy. Amen. I was, amen. I was going to do this. I don't want any kind of carbon monoxide thing. I was going to say, everybody turn on your engines and rev them real, real well. And, you know, we'll get our RPMs up. The Lord wants the RPMs of the church to go up and the REM, the sleepy slumber, to go down. More RPMs, less REM. Not that we, we need sleep, but let us not be a sleepy church. Amen? All right. So we rise up and we submit to God's, to God's um, shaking. Third, we repent of sin in our life. Where man is sinning, Holy Spirit, right now, we, in a sense, we dial down and we say, Lord, if there's anything in my life, any sinful habit, this pressure has brought that to bear. I know in my own life, over these last six weeks, there's been like an ouch. Oh, Lord, I repent of that. Your mercy is new every morning. Where God shares, we submit. Where Satan attacks, we resist. Where we sin, we repent. When you repent, you remove the foothold that the enemy has gained in your heart. So God is not only working to bring an end-time harvest, He's working to bring a spotless bride, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, shiny and new in this hour. When you repent, you make way for the fire of God to fall fresh on you. Because the fire of lust and sin causes a dullness of spirit, causes us to wane in our confidence before God. But when we repent and we have a clean conscience, we can stand before God with confidence. Say, Lord, send your fire. Release your fire in my heart. I want to be burning and shining in this hour, not cowering and wilting. Lord, cause your church to burn and shine in this hour. And finally, I won't spend much time on this. You can start the music if you would. Uh, worship team's not going to come back up here, but I want us to begin to focus on asking the Lord to help us to make the right responses. Fourth, where creation is groaning, we work together to rebuild to transform, to restore our world. Isaiah 9.18, I came across this verse the other day, I love it. The bricks have fallen down. Bricks of family structure, bricks of economy, bricks of people's own sense of security. Isaiah 9.10, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will replace them with cedar. I've got good news today. I've got really good news today. Hebrews 7.25 says Jesus is the great intercessor. He is praying for us that we will respond rightly in this hour. One of the things we're praying is that we'll respond in a worthy way to these four pressures that we may escape the snares and enter in to all God wants for us. Would you pray with me?
Lord, I ask that you would strengthen us to respond in the right way in this hour. Lord, you don't just call us to rise up. I love the messages about rise up and take your place, take your authority. I love those. But you're also calling us to bow down in humility, in submission. Lord, strengthen us. Lord, we don't want anything standing in the way of a clean heart. Create in us a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit in us. Just right now, just take a moment, as, as Nate so well did in communion, just invite the manifest presence of God to come in your car, to come on you right now in a special way. Lord, strengthen us. May we respond to you in such a way that we escape the snares, that we have a heart that's more in love with you when this shelter in place is lifted than it began. Face your presence. In Jesus' name. I have a couple of words of knowledge. Kyle's going to come up. <clears throat> I believe it's our. Do we have our? I believe we're going to have prayer were dismissed, and Kyle's going to explain that. But I had a sense this morning of some people with uh, throat issues, issues with uh, swallowing, some with scratchy throat, some with sore throat, and some potentially, I, I had the sense that uh, you might have nodules on your vocal cords or things in the area of your th of the throat and swallowing that um, the Lord wants to, to heal that specifically. Just really felt strongly before we uh, go into the closing prayer, um, just honoring of our pastor. Happens to be my dad. <laughs> I just felt this message, every every point, every word was was from the Lord, and it was it was as my it was like my dad was standing as a sentinel, um, declaring to us God's heart, declaring us the to us the Bible's heart for our response in this hour. And so uh, if we could just honor the Lord for our pastor, God gives us pastors. And I just really feel like however you want to do that, just thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my pastor who happens to be my dad, Lord. I thank you for the ways that you speak to him and give him clear direction for each one of us from your Bible, from your word, Lord. But I thank you for pastors, Lord who love you and are taught by you, the great shepherd. So Lord, I thank you even for your shepherd's heart over our people. Lord, that we don't have to look far for guidance, for counsel, for wisdom. We can look in the Bible. We can ask the Holy Spirit. We can ask the leaders that you put over us. Lord, I honor every leader who has spoken into my life. And I honor every leader who has spoken into each one of these people 
in these cars throughout the years. I honor you, Lord, for our pastor at River Church. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. And so actually, I want to share a quick dream before we, before we leave. There's a dream I had last night, and I really feel like it goes perfectly with this message. And, and so I uh, put together the welcome packet that I kind of introduced you guys to, and you'll have it right there in your car. And in the dream, my sister was going through the welcome packet. And she said, Kyle, it looks great. You got everything in here. But why is there this one, why is there one more thing in here? And the last thing in the welcome packet was a funeral, um, kind of like bulletin, that somehow that something was trying, I believe the enemy was trying to put in a, uh, something about the spirit of death over our church family. And so I woke up immediately. I was like, why would, why would a funeral a bulletin be put in our welcome packet? So I felt really strongly to pray against any assignment of death over our family. Any accident, any, uh, any physical thing, any health thing, just we know we're in a, a fragile, broken world. And so I just want to release people. I think the Lord wants to release people from the fear of death. Hebrews 2 says that the people were held in bondage throughout the whole life of the fear of death. But we as the people of God don't have to be afraid of death at all. One bit. And so, Lord, I thank you for removing an assignment of death over our family. I thank you for replacing it with an assignment of life and life to the full. Lord, I thank you for believers that you've called us to be fearlessly living this life, not afraid of death because you have conquered it, Lord. I thank you in the heavens over each heart, over each home for releasing people from the fear of death, from the fear of accident, uh, from the of health things that would take them suddenly, Lord. I thank you. Each one of us will go, either when you come back or in your timing, Lord, not one day sooner. I declare that over our church family. And I thought the positive side of this dream, too, was that uh, God was inviting us, just as my dad gave us the points, that we are to bow low, that we are to repent, that we're to deny ourselves. In a sense, we are to reject the life uh, lived outside of God and submit to God just like my dad brought up. And so as we leave, I kind of just saw it like the, the positive side of this was that this was going to be a funeral procession on the way out, but a funeral of self-will and a funeral of self-trust. And that might seem like a little intense because we're celebrating, we're worshiping Jesus, but I can tell you it's the most free thing in the world to not be tied to ourselves. Jesus said, pick up your cross daily, die to yourself and live to me. That is the most free way. That's the way of the Christian. That's the way of the believer in Jesus. Is they don't care what happens to them. They care what happens for God's glory and, and for people around them to know them. And so I just want to invite us as we leave today, as we pull out, Nate's going to dismiss us one by one in an orderly fashion. Um, see yourself. Just make that commitment again um, to die to self and to live to God. That's the simple thing that I want. As you pass even... Uh, this, this white truck down here, just even say that over your, your own heart. I die to self and I live to God and I know that I can be free when I make this choice every single day. And so it's a beautiful, it's a free, it's a joyous reality to die to ourselves and live to God. And I thank God for this church. And just a little uh, practical thing here. If you need personal prayer, we're going to have a prayer line that's actually going to be from the welcome table all the way down here. We're going to have six of our leaders ready to pray for you. So if you want one-on-one -on -one prayer, I invite you guys, as you leave, we're going to be leaving one by one, but go ahead and pull all the, all the way around 
uh, this shopping center and come back in just like you came and come all the way down. If you're the first car that makes it back through, come all the way down to the very uh, start right here by the stage and then stagger up like you would at the Chick-fil-A line. Uh, just come all the way down and we will pray for you from a safe distance. We will agree for you. If you need grace to respond to any one of these four responses, we will pray for that. If you need physical healing for anything, we will agree for you for heaven's best over your life. So let me pray for us and we can orderly uh, dismiss here. And so, God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for this church family. Lord, I thank you for your own words, the invitation to bow low, to repent, to submit to you, to resist the devil, knowing that he will flee from us. Lord, I thank you for the ways that we can partner with each other and with you and with the spirit of intercession to see your kingdom come to the earth. So, Lord, as we leave, thank you for a joyous funeral procession, that this is the most free thing that we can do is die to ourselves and live to you. Thank you for each one of these commitments, these fresh commitments today, to live for you and not for themselves. God, I bless this church and their lives of sacrifice for you and for your name and for your glory. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for today. Bless your church family in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, God.